I got to give myself away, amen. It's not about me, amen. So have your way in your servant today, Lord. Bless your people, Father, as you showed me as I was praising you. And I'm thanking you personally, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. As I decrease, as Minister Shana said, you increase, Lord. My vocals are yours, Lord. Get all the meat off the bone, Father. Thank you, Lord God. And then strengthen us to walk in your word daily, Lord. In that newness of life that you have for us. That exciting life, that real life, that eternal life. It's exciting. Just think this this goes on forever. (laughs) Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, saints of God, today in honor of Black History Month, this being the last Sunday of the month, I want to bless you all with some Martin Luther King's famous quotes as related to the Bible. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. So we know Martin was a pastor of a Baptist church in Montgomery, Alabama. And he represented nonviolence and also civil rights. Amen. Yeah. Jesus did that too. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> nonviolence. You know what's a saying? You all ever heard the saying right here? It says, violence begat violence. Remember what happened when they were about to take Jesus? <laughs> Amen. We're going to look at that real quick. If you could, turn in your Bible to Matthew chapter 26. Yeah, violence only brings on more violence. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I was watching this gangster movie one time, and I remember the guy said that same thing. They said, we're just going to go over there and take them out right now, blah, blah. He said, we can't do it like that. He said, because violence begot violence. If we go over there and do that to them, they're going to come back. We're going to wipe all, we're going to all wipe each other out. Let's don't do it that way. Amen. (laughs) But look how Jesus did some things. If you're in Matthew 26, look at verse 50. It says, and Jesus said unto him, friend, who are we again? Friends. Amen. He said, friend, wherefore art thou come? He asked him, why are you here? He was talking to the chief priests and them. (laughs) Amen. He called them friend. Then came they and laid hands on Jesus and took him. (laughs) How did Jesus call him his friend? And they laid hands and took him. But I'm just so glad we're friends of God. Amen. But these high-end religious folks were about to take him. Amen. Look at verse 51. And behold, one of them which were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck a servant of the high priest and smote off his ear. (laughs) Now this was the high priest about to take him. And one of them, it says, and one with Jesus. Another passage said that one that, 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 that smote him, that was Peter, saints. It said Peter did that. It's in John. It'll say who did it. But he cut the high priest's servant's ear off. That's violent. 
Say that's violent, saints. <laughs> but Jesus is nonviolent. Amen. Let me show it to you. Verse 52. Then said Jesus unto him, put up again thy sword into his place. For all they that take the sword shall perish with violence begot violence. I'm trying to show it to you straight out of the word of God. Amen. If you live by the sword, come on. You die by the sword. It's just that simple. Sowing and reaping is in the earth. Oh, y'all got to get that. For whatever, whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. You reap what you sow. Oh, I'm just saying it in a lot of different ways. I want to get this in your spirit today. I wanted to show you how Jesus was also nonviolent. King was nonviolent. King knew we didn't have the technique or the numbers to win a violent campaign. Think about that. He was committed to nonviolence, but many in the civil rights movement objected to him opposing the Vietnam War. Amen. But he understood the connection between racism, militarism, and materialism. He understood it. So he led that boycott that resulted in the desegregation of Montgomery, Alabama's bus system. You all remember that? You know, back then, everything was segregated. It was segregated, right? It was the black side of town and the white side of town. The black school and the white school. The black toilet and the white toilet. The black store and the white store. Amen. So he led many nonviolent protests in the service of civil rights. His writing and speaking ability brought him national prominence as a leader of the movement to achieve racial justice in America. Say that, saints of God, racial justice in America. And here's one of his quotes. He said, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Amen. <laughs> Oh, this reverend was something else. You know what? We got one of his quotes on the front of our program today. Let's read this one right here. It says, power at its best is love implementing the demands of justice. And justice at its best is love correcting everything that stands against love. Now, we know what love is or who love is. Because God, come on, is love. So let's say power at its best is God implementing the demands of justice. That's what he's really saying. And, and justice at its best is God correcting everything that stands against him. That's really what he was saying. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Back to the injustice. Injustice anywhere, saints. When you see injustice anywhere, it's a threat to justice in everything. Amen. See, when we see wrong going on and it seems like it doesn't directly affect us, we should still oppose it. That's what this saying is saying. Because ultimately, it will continue into something that will affect us. Amen. Oh, let me give you all a real good example. No prayer in school. Is that injustice? No prayer in the school. That's just straight up wrong. 
But what did we do? Nothing. Now look at how it affects us. <laughs> look what's going on. 10-year-old, 11-year-old, 12-year-old taking your car, <laughs> robbing you. Amen. Out of control. Our youth are out of control. But it started some injustice anywhere. Well, we're going to just take the prayer out of the school. Are y'all checking out what they're doing, though? I'm going to veer off this, and then I'm going to get right back on it. I just was watching the news, and they said, we're just going to take all the uh, police that are in the schools out of them. Why, why are we going to lawlessness like that? I just don't understand that. I kind of get it, but I, I'm going to share it with y'all. You know, when God finished putting the, the whole the, the thing in totality in me. But isn't that crazy? We're going to take, now we already took the prayer out. Now we're going to take the little order that we do have, we're going to take that out too. What they want them to do? People coming in school, shooting up schools, doing all that, and you're going to take the police officers out of the school? <laughs> oh, that's just crazy. Straight up wrong. Amen. I mean, they, I just want our youth out of control. So it's a, something behind that, saints of God. Huh? I, I, you have no God conscience at all. <laughs> Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. But let's see what God say. Okay, that's what Martin said. <laughs> I want to know now, what did God say? Amen. Amen. Yeah. Turn to Proverbs chapter 31. We used to read in Proverbs 31, we used to talking about a woman, right? right. That special woman. Amen. The virtuous woman. Say amen to that. Because we got some of them up in here right now. Thank you, Jesus. Proverbs 31, I want you to look at verse 8. It says, open thy mouth for the dumb in the cause of all such as are appointed to destruction. It says, open your mouth for the dumb. Say something when you see dumb stuff which can cause destruction. That's really what the scripture is saying. Right. Amen. Now look at verse 9. Open thy mouth, judge righteously, and plead the cause of the poor and needy. Amen. Right. Look, it's really saying speak up for those who can't speak for themselves, saints. Right. For the rights of all who are destitute. That's really what this scripture is saying. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. Even when we see the less fortunate being trampled on, we should say something. Amen. Remember, injustice anywhere is a, is a threat to justice everywhere. But I'm going to say this, though. When they sent them immigrants in <laughs> and began to give them shelter and food and jobs and all of that, people spoke up. It was like, wait, hold up. Y'all going to do all that for these people, these uh, foreigners? And we got people living under the Vidoc? Amen. What about them? All of a sudden, we fixing up all these vacant homes and buildings. And, and Why couldn't we have done that and get them up from under the Vidoc? <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. But see, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> they spoke up. Amen. Raised heck. 
How you gonna take care of foreigners and neglect people who live here? People living under the vow of saints. I just can't see it, amen? Look what it, God says in Isaiah. Isaiah chapter one and verse 17. It tells us this, it says, learn to do well, seek judgment, relieve the oppressed, judge the fatherless, plead for the widow. See, what we're seeing today is a lot of oppressed folks that are fatherless. Amen. And we're seeing widows. And, and the question is, what are we to do? Amen. What well, the scripture says, learn to do well. <laughs> Remember, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. So doing well equals learning what's pleasing to God and doing it. So you don't get no more well than that. We're God's chosen people. We're his family, right? Now, isn't that what we were singing? We're learning how to walk in this newness of life with him. You can't do the will of God, saints, until you know what the will of God is. Amen? That's why I enjoy our Bible studies, because we're on what, why did God send us here? What's our purpose? All those kind of things. What are we learning? What God's will is for our life. You, before you can do well, you need to know what that is. Yes. Amen? Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. It says, be fair in all of your judgments. Help those who cannot help themselves, especially the widows and the orphans. Yes. <laughs> oh, I like that quote by Martin said, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. And I see it. Yes. We can see it in the earth. Amen? Here's another one that I really like. Thank you, Jesus. It says, forgiveness is not an occasional act. It is a permanent attitude. <laughs> Say amen to that, saints. Martin, you was on point with that one. Amen. Now let's look at what God says about that. Look at, turn to Matthew chapter 18. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew 18 and 21. Martin was talking about forgiveness, right? 18 verse 21 says, Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times? <laughs> so Peter asked Jesus, if my brother keeps sinning against me, how many times should I forgive him? Right. Huh? At least seven? Is that what I should do? Look at verse 22. Jesus said unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until 70 times seven. Woo. Amen. So some technical folks, they'll say, okay, well, I, I go 490 times, and then I ain't got to forgive him no more. Right. They'll do the 70 times 70. But Jesus wasn't trying to no. keep numbers like that. He was just letting them know, keep forgiving them as many times as he asked you to forgive them. Yeah. Just keep forgiving them. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is a powerful principle that many don't walk in. Amen. Yeah. And it's sad because you, 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 you destroy your own blessings when you don't get this one. I know it feels like our flesh wants to hold stuff against folks. Yeah. We just built like that right. in this flesh bodies. Somebody did us wrong, we just want to hold it against them. We mad, we want to be mad at them forever. But that's not God. Amen. 
Peter said, well, how many times should I forgive him? And God said, seven times 70. All right? But he was really telling him, as long as he, they ask for your forgiveness, you keep forgiving them. I mean, how are you going to put yourself above a Jesus anyway? What did he do? They killing him. Did they kill you? Huh, they didn't kill you, did they? Because if they would have killed you, you wouldn't be here telling me, well, see, they did this, and I ain't going to never forgive them. That's foolishness. I don't care what they did. They didn't kill you. You're still here. Jesus was on the cross talking about, Lord, forgive them. They, don't know, they, don't, they know not what they do. And they killed him. <laughs> they didn't kill you. You can't put yourself above Christ. Amen. That's not going to work. You have to let it go. Amen. It's a must, saying, if you, unless you're perfect. Now, if you're perfect, you don't have to let it go because you don't need God to forgive you of your sins. See, now, you, if you're perfect, you ain't got no sins. But if you got some sins, you better forgive them. I don't care what they did. And then God will forgive you of your sins. Amen. Oh, please get that in your spirit, saints. Hallelujah, Lord. <laughs> You want God to forgive you, saints, you, of your trespasses, then you got to forgive them of their trespasses. So King's quote, forgiveness is not an occasional act. Say amen to that. It's not, oh, I can, I'll do it this time. How, how often you got to do it, saints? Every time. Amen. <laughs> That's what Jesus was telling them. You just got to do it every time. Don't put a number on it. Amen. <laughs> it's a permanent attitude. That's what, that's what King was saying. It is a permanent attitude. It's not an occasional act. Say amen again to that. Amen. <laughs> oh, praise God. I'm trying to put you in the land of blessed. Amen. Because them words the Lord spoke to me when I was praising him. <laughs> Talking about I'm meeting all the needs today. May have them say that. Glory. I want all that to happen. Glory. Amen. <laughs> I want that to happen for you. I'm trying to show you how you, how you get that done. Yeah. Oh, amen. So if you're holding anything against, let it go right now. So he can let go what he's trying to give you. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. Here's another king quote. Let's do this one right here. It says, a just law is a man-made code that squares up with the moral code, with the moral law or the law of God. An unjust law is a code that is out of harmony with the moral law. That's on point. Martin Luther King, amen, because we have some unjust laws here in America that are totally out of harmony with the law of God, <laughs> amen, let's just go for the juggler, y'all want to, straight up marriage, <laughs> let's go to marriage, amen, <laughs> they put that unjust law, marriage is between a man and a woman, how are you going to take that unjust law and say, oh, no, we're going to marry men with men. Do they want to get married? Cool. Oh, a woman, if she want to marry her, we're doing that. And we're going to make it a law. Yes. And if y'all don't respect it, you're going to be in trouble. Yes. <laughs> Let me read King's quote again. He, he was a visionary. You see, see this? Look how far he saw this ahead of time. A just law is... A man-made code that squares with the moral law or the law of God. That's a just law. An unjust law is a code that is out of harmony 
with the moral law. That's what we see in today. Out of harmony with the moral law. We're going to take prayer right out of the school. What does the moral law say? Man, I have to always pray. Pray without ceasing. Oh, no, we're just going to take that out of school. Foolish is that. And now we got what we have. And they say, oh, we're not done yet. Now we're going to take order out of it, too. Let me show y'all what y'all really got. Oh, we got to start training them in the house, saints of God. They should all be sitting in here today. Amen. We got to start training them because they're not going to train them. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. I told y'all the Lord once showed me. You can't even tell these kids no. You tell them no, they go nuts. Amen. Did he say no? Did he tell me don't touch that? <laughs> don't do that? Oh, Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. A just law is a man-made code that squares up with the moral law or the law of God. Unjust laws don't do that, saints. Thank you, Jesus. Let's look at that. We on marriage, right? We just went straight for the juggler. All right, let's look at it in Matthew 19. Matthew 19, look at verse 3. It says, The Pharisees also came unto him, tempting him, and saying unto him, it is, is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? <laughs> Amen. See, the Pharisees always wanted to play the dozen with, with God. They say they came to him, tempting him. Let me ask y'all a question. Because it ain't going to make no sense. But I always, whenever I read something like that, how do you tempt the Lord thy God? How do you do that? <laughs> I just don't even understand how to do that. They're going to come to him tempting him. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. They said, can you put your wife away for every cause? Now, they knew what Moses had told them, but we're going to set you up. Huh? We're going to see who you are. <laughs> Look at verse 4. And he answered and said unto them, this is Jesus, have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? We need to run this across the air right now, don't we? Have you not read? See, when they say, oh, well, this is the law, and we're going to make this the law, we need to read that scripture. Have you not read? Because we read it. We're not going for it. Because huh? injustice anywhere, you know, is a threat to justice everywhere. So we ain't going. Okay? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> have you not read? <laughs> That he which made them at the beginning made them male and female and said, for this cause shall a man leave father and mother and shall cleave to his wife and they twain shall be one flesh. Have you not read that? Because if you're making that law, you could not have read that. Pharisee, hypocrite. <laughs> Amen. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Look at verse six. Wherefore, they are no more twain, but one flesh. I love what God do multiplication. See, he take two and make one. Amen. But see, in addition, one plus one equal. But it ain't like that in multiplication. Because <laughs> uh, if you put a multiplier, you got one times one. What you got? One. Amen. God makes them one saint to God. The male and the female become one. Amen. 
I know them other ones, they're trying to figure it out. These two men and two women, why aren't we one? Because God is not in that. He's not the multiplier between you two. It's going to always be riff. Amen. And life is tough anyway. Why would you just enter into a, into a, because uh, uh, it's not a marriage, so I'm not going to call it that, into a, uh, some kind of agreement, an entanglement, a, a partnership. Now they call it, they say my partner, that's what they say. A partnership that's going to be straight up riff. <laughs> that's crazy. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Wherefore, what, therefore God have joined together, let not man put asunder. <laughs> Wherefore, they are no more twain but one flesh. And when, joined, when God joined them together, he said, don't let man fool with that. Woo! Amen. That's what it said. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, King, for this law, that man-made code that doesn't square up with the moral law, the law of God, we can't go, saints. Amen. We can't go. And, and the devil, see, he puts the, those kind of laws in the other things that we get caught up in, like color. You know what I'm saying? That's how a lot, a lot of folks got tricked. Saw that black president. Amen. You know how long we waited for that? This is Black History Month. Do you know how long we waited for a black president? We didn't ever think we was going to see that. I know I didn't. I'm like, that ain't going to happen. Amen. Why would that something like that happen? Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And then he goes right in there and trick all of us that's into black and white and tall and short and fat and skinny and light skin and dark skin. See, if you're into all that foolishness, you could be deceived. Yeah. You could be deceived because the devil will just pick one of them. Let me see what you like. You, you, you talk to somebody who's into black and white. Them white folks, they did this, and we blacks, we better, and blah, blah. It's, it's all nuttiness. But you can't see it unless you see the truth. God just said that to me so plainly. He said, Rudy, I don't care nothing about that. I care about one thing. I say, what is that, Lord? Because I want to care about what God care about. He said, is it good or is it evil? That's all I care about. All them other hang-ups, those are on y'all. Y'all get all them hang-ups, but I don't do that. Is it good or is it evil? That's all I care about, Rudy. I say, Lord, have mercy. They, they going to get mad when I say that, Lord. How <laughs> I'm going to say that? He said, I thought you were going to tell them what I tell you to tell them. Amen. Amen. That's what it's about, thanks to God. All our lives we've been taught black and white. Amen. Martin fought all that black and white. We thought it was about black and white. Amen. And then here comes this crafty snake devil, Satan, which I let us stump on, who puts a black man in there and then speaks right through him. And we all just say, oh, okay. You said you were firm, same sex man. Okay, he black, and Rudy was right along with. Well, he 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 he's the look at the image. Look, black men need an image. Look at him, he got his kids, and Rudy was going all with the program until he broke the moral code. He shouldn't have did that. <laughs> Woo, when he broke that code, 
We was done. We finished. It is finished. And I'm going to expose you. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I was screaming this out one time at the hotel. I wasn't a pastor. They just asked me to preach. And we was in the hotel, right? And I was screaming this out because I was mad when the Lord showed it to me. See how people in black and white? So, he, so the devil put the black man in there for y'all and destroyed half of y'all's mind with that foolishness. It was, what, 30, 40 pastors that signed that bill that Obama put out. Pastors! I should name them, but I'm not. Amen? I mean, high-end pastors. The ones we had that great respect that we thought they was for us. For us. They're fighting for us. How you fighting for us and you letting men, men, that's a crime against humanity. We can't reproduce. At a certain point, civilization is over. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, I'm off that rant. <laughs> I get mad every time I think about it because it was so clever. It was so clever how the devil did that. See, he's crafty. He's the father of lies, the author of it. Yes. Amen. He perverts the word of God. Yes. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. That's why we need God. I need you. We need, we, this is why we need him. Amen. Because we can't see stuff like that. <laughs> it's, it's just crafty. It's from the hell. It's from the pits of hell. Amen. Yes. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Okay, I'm, I'm coming down off that one. I don't know why that one get me every time. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah to you, Lord. Wherefore, therefore, what God joined together, let no man put asunder. I'm saying amen to that. Man is not going to change the way God play, put a marriage into the earth. We're not changing that. Amen. We can forget about that. Amen. Because God spoke it. He said, let not man put asunder. Man, you're not going to change this. Amen. Amen. Not again. Not with my body, my people, my family. Okay. <laughs> now, if you want to do that in the world, fine. But the body of Christ, we're not doing that. Amen. They trying to bring it into the church, but we're not going. Uh -uh. Amen. <laughs> All right. Here go. Let's do this king quote right here. It says, I came to the conclusion that there is an ex existential moment in your life when you must decide to speak for yourself. Right. Nobody else can speak for you. Ooh, that Martin was something else, wasn't it? Let me read that again. It says, I came to the conclusion that there is an existential moment in your life when you must decide to speak for yourself. Nobody else can speak for you. When I read this quote right here, God immediately spoke to me and showed me what that existential moment is. You know when that is? When you choose who you gonna serve. Your mama can't choose it for you. Your daddy can't choose it for you. Your kids can't choose it for you. You gotta speak it out your own mouth. Huh? Martin, you know you was on point with that. He said, it's going to come a time when can't nobody else speaking for you. You got to do it. Mm. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You got to confess Jesus with your own mouth. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. You know, some folks really believe. They'll say, I know a couple of folks, this is what they tell me. 
You talk to them about Christ, you know, and the fact that you need to be born again. Amen. <laughs> Start acting like Nicodemus and acting silly. Oh, I can go in my mama's womb and come back. No, 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 no. Spiritually, you was already born like that. Yes. Now you need a spiritual birth. Amen. And then they start playing the dozen. You mean talking about, uh, you know, trying to make it make uh, natural sense. Amen. But then many folks believe this. They say, well, my mama was saved. My daddy, he knew the Lord. And, and uh, you know, so as if you're going you gonna to go in through uh, 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 what do they call it? Guilt by association. So you're gonna be saved by association. That's not happening. Amen. I'm gonna I'm gonna be saved by association. Amen. Because my mama saved, my daddy saved. Let me read it for you again. <laughs> there is an existential moment in your life when you must decide to speak for yourself. Nobody else can speak for you. Huh? <laughs> So just because your mama saved and your daddy saved, that don't mean you saved. Right. Amen. Hey. You're going to have to confess Jesus for yourself. <laughs> Let's look at it. Turn to Romans chapter 10 real quick. <clears throat> Boy, Martin had a lot of quotes. You know, I, there's so many. I wish I could have read them all. I wish I would have discovered this at the beginning of the month. I would have made this a whole month series. Because he had some, he was speaking some powerful words and he had some powerful writings. He really did. I was reading this like, whoo, how can I feed him all this? <laughs> this, is a, this is a 10 course meal and some snacks and everything else and desserts and <laughs> thank you, Jesus. But here it is on that moment in your life when you got to decide to speak for yourself. Huh? You can be quiet as you want to be, that type of person, whoever you want to. At some point, you're going to have to speak up for yourself. Amen. And I'm giving you the main point right here. Amen. This is the time you're going to have to speak for yourself. Romans 10, let's start with verse 8. It says, but what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Well, what is that, saints? What is the word of faith which we preach? Let's look at the ne next verse. Verse 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Everybody going to have to do that one. You don't get a pass on that one, saints of God. <laughs> Everybody's going to come a time in your life. You got to do that right there. Amen. And Martin knew it. He said it. It's going to come a time. <laughs> you must decide to speak for yourself. for yourself. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The attorney can't speak for you. Amen. Your mama, your nobody. You're going to have to speak for yourself. Amen. 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 <laughs> Lord, I pray that when that time comes, everybody knows and that you speak through us. You give us those words, Lord. Amen. We've already spoke the words that gave us eternal life. But any other time that we have to speak up for ourselves and we have a representative there, but we might have to say something, Lord, speak to us, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I'm asking that. Amen. The Lord just dropped that in my heart. You know, we know this piece, this time, but it's going to be some other times. 
when you, you, you can't lay back and just let, let's, let a mouthpiece talk for you. They might miss the point. Amen. You're going to have to do it. Amen. So we got the strength now to do that. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. It says, and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's what you did, uh, Cameron. When you came up here that day, that's what you did. Amen. <laughs> you had to say it out your own. Your mama couldn't do it for you. Your daddy couldn't do it for you. Your brothers couldn't do it for you. You had to do it. And guess what? They got to do it too. Amen. <laughs> if they want to go where you going, <laughs> say amen to that. Come on now. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Look at verse 10, saints. It says, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made, where, saints? Until salvation. We all got to do it. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Don't be ashamed to do that one. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that do what? Call upon him. Open their mouth. Amen. For whatsoever shall call, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's verse 13. Keep it moving, Cammy. You're not moving with me, Cammy. Huh? We're on 13 right now. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever. Huh? Open their mouth. You can't be quiet on this one. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. It says, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Okay, I get it now. That's why he had me to say that. Have you all to say that. He's rich unto us when we call upon him like that. That's what the scriptures say. <laughs> Have them say this because I want to heal today. I want to meet needs today. I want to come in when I show up and do whatever the needs are. Let them know that all their needs are met according to my riches, not theirs. It ain't got nothing to do with your money. He going to do it with his wealth. Amen. Oh, Lord, I love that. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Uh, you know, those are them famous words right there. Thanking them. Amen. That's showing that you believe. When he's be speaking to me, thank you, Lord. I let him know, Lord. I'm looking forward to that, what you just said to me, Lord. <laughs> okay, let's do a couple more. Here's a Martin quote right here. He said, I can never be what I ought to be until you are what you ought to be. And you can never be what you ought to be until I am what I ought to be. I pray for you. You pray. That's how it works. See, we got to now be what we ought to be. If you're not, you're holding everybody else up. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> See, God blessed us to be a blessing, saints, to somebody else. Huh? And you holding them up when God said, okay, bless them. I need you to do this for them. And you don't do it. They can't be what they ought to be because you're not being what you ought to be. Martin, you was a bad man. <laughs> he said, I can't do it. I can't do it without you. Yeah. Amen. We're all connected. Yeah. We're the body of Christ. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> if you the foot and I'm the leg and you refuse to walk, where are we going? Nowhere. 
nowhere. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. If you refuse to cooperate, how are we going to go and get anywhere, saints? We need each other. Amen. I can never be what I ought to be until you are what you ought to be. And you can never be what you ought to be until I am what I ought to be. That's it, saints of God. Hallelujah, Lord. I'm going to put these two quotes together right here. We got to get through this. Listen to these two right here. It says, oppressed people cannot remain oppressed forever. The yearning for freedom eventually manifests itself. Here's the second one. We know through painful experience that freedom is never voluntarily given by the oppressor. It must be demanded by the oppressed. Y'all hear me, saints of God? That's why words are powerful and have life. We got to demand. They're not going to give it to us. Amen. They're not going to give it to us. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Oppressor is not just going to give it to us, saints. It's got to be a demand placed on him. Here's a really good example in the Bible. Turn to Exodus chapter 8 real quick. We can really get through this, saints of God. Hallelujah, Lord. Exodus chapter 8 and verse 1. It said, And the Lord spake unto Moses, Go unto Pharaoh and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Let my people go. Get the punchline right here. That they may serve me. <laughs> Did you all hear that demand that God told Moses to go to that king, Pharaoh, and tell him, let him go. <laughs> See, the oppressor is just not going to let you go. It's got to be a demand placed on him. <laughs> Moses went in there and told him what the Lord told him to, tell, to say. You got to let him go. <laughs> but the punchline is this, that they may serve me. See, when, when, when the Lord take you out of that bondage that you in, amen, and free us up. Yeah. It ain't so you could go right back and get into some more bondage. Oh, <laughs> oh, you got to get this piece. See, the son said free is free indeed. He wants you free forever. That's why he really don't set you free. You know what he does? He makes you free. If you get set free, you can get caught up in something again. <laughs> oh, okay, I left this bad habit, but I'm going to go to this bad habit. Amen. Now, he makes you free huh, to serve him. He sent, he sent Moses to Pharaoh and placed a demand on him. And he said, tell him to let him go so they can serve me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord, that's in a lot of prayer, saints of God. I'm praying for folks. And you all get this in your spirit. When you're praying for some folks, they're going through some things. Pray for whatever it is that they need, a healing, a deliverance, whatever it is. And then end it with, so that they can be used mightily by you, Lord. Oh, now he hearing that. He don't want to set them free for nothing so they can go back. Oh, I'm going to heal them so they can go back and keep doing the same thing. I'm going to deliver on them. And all they're going to do is go back and do the work with the devil again. I ain't in that business. Make them free, Lord. And then use them for your glory. Oh, now he here. He listening. Oh, I can use them. Are you telling me to free them up so they can serve me? Oh, that's biblically sound. Amen. 
Don't free them up just to be free. Amen. They're going to get right back in the same trap. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Listen, listen to that verse 2, saints. And if thou refuse to let them go, <laughs> behold, I will smite all thy borders with frogs. <laughs> so not only did God demand, put that demand on him, but he gave him some, he told him what the consequences was going to be if he didn't hear him. Amen. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, I'm going to stop right there. Lord, we thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord, for that Martin Luther King Jr. who came and wrote so many powerful, powerful uh, quotes based on your word. Amen. We know you was working with him, Father. And we thank you for him. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you for the path he was trying to set, Lord. The things that you did through him, Lord. We say thank you, Lord God. And we just got so far to go, but it's all in you, Father. <laughs> We're serving you, and that's the beautiful part of all of this. Amen. You can make us free, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Free to serve you. Not just free to just be free. To be a blessing to somebody else. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah to you, Lord. So for that, Father, we give you all the glory and all the praise and all the honor, Lord. And we thank you for the history. And as we celebrate today, the black history. Amen of our people, Lord, and just all you do for us, Lord. You know what I'm thinking about as I'm praying this prayer, how God made us free. Because when you think about it, we were in slavery. Amen. That's bondage. Just like, just like Israel. They were in slavery, but God wasn't having it. And you know it was God <clears throat> because if you got a group of folks in slavery, what's going to make you let them go? Nothing. You're not good. You're not doing it. There's nothing in you that's gonna say. All of a sudden, you you human. You see them as humans, huh? They had already took all that out. The, they ain't even human. They animals. They work for us. We own them, huh? <clears throat> Only God. But they back. They in the little shack singing them spiritual songs. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. And they like look at them. Yeah, that's what's gonna all keep them in bondage. Little did they know. At some point, the oppressed, see, God is going to hear you. <clears throat> and then he's going to place a demand on the oppressor. <laughs> he's going to make stuff happen. They, they making, well, now if the, if the civil, if the cavalry, if we got to let them go. And then all of a sudden, you being used as a pawn. Well, it ain't even about you, but the people talking about, if you don't let them go, then this is what we're going to do. They, they got to give them the consequence. We got to let them go? We got a little, but we got them in a stranglehold. We got, we don't have to even do no work. They, they doing our fields. They, we got to let them go. Well, if you don't let them go, then this is going to happen to you. But God, <laughs> he's something else. He put them consequences on them. Amen. That's why we cannot run and go get right back into bondage. Saints of God, don't be in bondage to anything. Amen. Ask the Lord. Lord, you got to get me out of this mess. 
His will is to do it. Lord, I don't want nothing to control me but you. Don't be afraid to say that thing to God. Lord, I just want to do your will. I would hear Martin say that. I'm just trying to do God's will. That's what he would say. Amen. Was he making mistakes? Of course he was. He was in flesh. But his heart was saying, I just want to do your will, Lord. I just want to do your will. Get that in your spirit, saints of God. Amen. And God will get you through all the mess that we go through on a daily basis. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord, God. You're awesome. You're awesome. You're awesome.